I'm Linda Johnson, your host, and welcome to They Made It Happen. Is it purpose or focus? That drive that pushes. Photographer made it happen. Fashion design made it happen. Arthur made it happen. Artist made it happen. I'm here to tell you it takes focus and drive to push yourself to achieve your special place in life. You made it happen. Time now for my truth. Bad manners from family. Is it okay to block? family members from calling your phone if they've disrespected you and treated you badly? Or is it better to be more family-like and leave the lines of communication open? These phone calls certainly don't sound like the scenes from AT&T commercials from back in the day. In the 1980s, well before cell phones burst onto the scene, AT&T ran ads that featured loving friends and family members connecting through the miles. Then the only battles were the fights to push back tears of joy. If you're old enough, you may remember the catchy jingle that encouraged us. Reach out and touch someone. Reach out and touch. Okay. You don't need a reason to make somebody's day. You know what words can do coming from you. Anyway, in this case, a call from certain members of your family can plain and simply ruin your day rather than make your day. So in that case, is that a cause for blocking their calls when they ruin your day and just make your day pure, you know what, on a regular? Well, they are family and you probably should keep the door open just a crack, maybe right. And yet, if their behavior is constantly and consistently disrespectful and your attempts to address the matter in an adult fashion have fallen on deaf ears, it may be time to put technology to work. Block. But hold on before you take this step. Express to them something along these lines. Okay, you ready? Here you go. I find your actions upsetting and seeing your name pop up on my phone is serving as a reminder of that hurt. I hope at some point we can repair the damage in our relationship. Until that time, I think it's better we don't speak on the phone. Hmm. If these unkind family members do not honor your request, go ahead and block them. I'm just saying. Unless you live on a remote mountaintop with no internet access, there are plenty of other ways for them to contact you if something urgent ever happened, you know, God forbid a death or some other urgent situation. Email, Pony Express, whatever. I'm just saying they can contact you. (laughs) Honestly, you should never have to abide terrible behavior from anyone, especially your blood, your family your own relatives, right? Come on. And in that process, if that family member begins to go all left, begin to exercise your technological right and inform them, I'm about to end this call for now. Goodbye. And then proceed to block. I'm just saying, because you know what? You You can't make people act right. And if you've taken the time out to tell them, look, You acting ridiculous when you're calling me with all this stress and drama. I don't need it. I'm not involved. Leave me out of it. 
and they're continually calling you and disrespecting you, whatever the case may be, and you're over it, you're over it, no, block. And that's my truth. It's time for my favorite part of the show, Pathway. A person who creates art, a person who is skilled at drawing, painting, and so forth. A person who engages in any form of artistic creation or practice. An artist is a person engaged in an activity related to creative art, practicing the arts, or demonstrating an art. The common usage in both everyday speech and academic discourse refers to a practitioner in the visual arts only. This describes my next special guest. I say that she is special as she is a retired nurse that pursued her dream with vigor much later in life. Nonetheless, she is quite an artist with a unique style, self-taught, and she is doing the doggone thing, y'all. This goes to show you, you are never too old to pursue your dreams, really. I'm so pleased to have Carol Otis on my show. Give a listen. When did you first began to create your wonderful art? I started drawing, simple drawings, uh, probably in grade school, high school a little bit. I took one course of art in high school, uh, my freshman year, and my father, being a very practical person, told me that he didn't want me to take any more art because you couldn't make a living as an artist. And so uh, after that, I just sort of did some doodling and drawing. And um, at one time, <laughs> I was 16. And I entered a uh, contest for uh, admission to uh, admission to um, the uh, Art Institute of Chicago. Wow. And, and I was accepted. And I didn't get to go because I had lied about my age. I was no way. Yeah, I did. I was supposed to be eighteen. I go, oh yeah, I'm eighteen. Draw after a while, and I was sixteen. Oh. And so, <laughs> oh my! And so that was the end of that. And then by the time I was graduated from high school, um, I think life just sort of took other other modes and roads and stuff. And I had already started writing poetry at that point. And I thought, no, I'm not going to be an artist. I'm going to be, I'm going to be the next poet laureate. Okay. Okay. I, I mean, hey, no, no. If you're going to dream, dream it the way you want it, I guess. Yes. And, <laughs> and of course, that didn't materialize either. Um, so I'm not Monet, and I'm not uh, a, a poet laureate. So um, most of my adult life, I have uh, been doing paintings. Um, I've done landscapes and seascapes and animals and uh, my medium was oil. Hmm. And um, I, I did it because I enjoyed it. Right. I did it because I enjoyed it. And then uh, knowing that my retirement was coming up, I thought, okay, I need a plan A and a plan B. I don't want to just sit back and do nothing. And what I had first decided I was going to do uh, in my retirement was to combine all of my poems because some of them I really like. 
Right. Um, some of them are really kind of mediocre and this and that, but um, I, this may sound a little bit morbid and I don't, no, I, I didn't mean it in a morbid way. I, yeah. knew that, I knew that the majority of my life was behind me and my mother had written poetry also. Okay. Her, her poems got lost in the shuffle someplace. Mm -hmm. Then years and years later, they found them in the, um, handwritten in notebooks and stuff like that. And I thought, you know, I want to put them into a book form for my children and my grandchildren. Why? Um, I don't want them to die with me, which is pretty much what happened to my mothers. And yeah. like, I say, I, like okay. I say, that may sound morbid, but it, I didn't mean it in that way. Of course um, so the first thing I did when I retired was um, I went to the Dandelion Wine Festival in uh, Waukegan. It was the first time I had been and uh, a woman teaching how to sew pages together of your own book. Okay. And I thought, okay, this, this is just exactly what I'm looking for. So I signed up for her day course or whatever it was, and I took it. And there was another um, lady there who, in fact, she's a very prominent artist in, the, in this area. Uh, her name is Sandy uh, um, Bacon. Mm -hmm. And I... Uh, took her course on how to make uh, acrylic skins, which is using acrylic paint, mm -hmm. which was the first time I had worked with that. And I thought, okay, I got this. So I taught myself how to, to write, uh, um, how to put my whole book together. I printed out all my, my poems. I put it together and I had an index and, and I had uh, um, gotten some binder, for the hard cover part. Yeah. And then I covered that part. And after I sewed all my pages together and glued it into the binder, I decorated the front and the back part of it. And I ended up making 35 of these. Wow. And I gave them to friends and families. And um, I'm really very proud of them. I'm really very proud of them. Um, in fact, I my last one that I actually had kept for myself, I put into a, a show at uh, uh, Bowen Park through the okay. Lake County, through the Lake County uh, um, Art League. And from there, I turned uh, one of my uh, bedrooms, because my children no longer lived at home, uh, into an art room. And uh, what I was fascinated with to begin with uh, was abstract. Okay. And I had never done any abstract, well, I had done a couple of abstract pieces uh, growing up, but mm -hmm. I had never done it with um, liquid acrylic and, and um, the 3D mediums and stuff like that. So for the first years after retirement, that's basically what I, what I did. And right. I, love, I love texture, as you know. Yes, I do. As you know, I love texture. You do. It's so beautiful what you create. Now, so is it all what what you do? Is it all acrylic or is it different styles or what types of materials do you use when you create your art? Because it's just so mesmerizing. It's so beautiful. Thank you. Thank You're you. I, I've well, one of the joys of all this for for me is to experiment and do all these different things. Right. And 
some of the pieces that you have are of uh, um, the basic of acrylic. Um, I think one of them has uh, a, a poured medium, but I use the textured, the, the thick acrylic gels and stuff like that, and I manipulate them around. Mm -hmm. um, I love doing mixed medias because I can show a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of just like when you cook, you just sort of, you know, but when you yeah. do art, you do too. Uh, for the last couple of years, I've been working with resin and I started out making coasters, which um, is kind of an art form of itself. I mean, many they, I have a couple of your coasters. You do. You I do. actually do. And they're uh, colorful. Uh, what, where do you get your inspiration when you're creating your art? Well, I do a lot. Since I haven't been um, professionally trained, I do a lot online. I, I love the computer. Right. Um, I love YouTube. Right. Um, <laughs> and I'll, I'll go into a store and I'll see this and that, this, this, and I'll say, oh, I could put this on such and such. My point of view, there's just different layers. There's so many different layers to what you create or it appears to be different there are. layers. Yeah, there are and so yes. it, there may be six layers involved when you're creating, when you're using all these different materials and you're so creative because <laughs> I'm thinking, because I don't know, I just fell in love with it because I actually have not seen this type of art. And it's so beautiful and it's so mesmerizing. I'm like, how do you do this? I mean, because the textures and the creativity and all the colors, because sometimes you're just using light colors and sometimes it's bold colors. Now, mm -hmm. I know you created, and I'm still waiting for it. You created these four women. Oh. Tell us a little bit about that. The, the, the inspiration behind these beautiful, and I'm going to post these on my YouTube channel because they need to be seen and, and just thank you. appreciate I, I, it like I do. Thank you. This is a, it has been a project very close to my heart. It really has been. Yeah. I, I saw something on YouTube that I wanted to do and I looked at it and I thought, well, I bet I could do that in resin. Uh -huh. It was a picture of a face of a, of a woman and she had, the original, I think, had flowers or something out of her hair in various colors. And since I do things differently, I like that idea. And so what I ended up doing was I made I made the hair and stuff out of resin. And I put it in a, a clear plastic drawer organizer. Okay. okay. And I'd originally planned on the organizer to be a mold i had been making some molds but i uh, to be the mold and i wanted to i used the mold release and stuff but as many typical artists will know you know your best laid plans don't necessarily work and i couldn't get it out okay so i decided all right now what i'm gonna do with it um so i decided to go with it inside the the its own container um and make it sort of a, a shadow box type thing. And so I finished it off like that. And the on the first one, um, the hair is, is 3D, um, where it, it's not all completely covered in resin. 
and mm-hmm. it's a it's called a mixed media because I I've used some um, embellishments and I used ink and I used um, acrylic and I used resin for it. And when I was doing that, oh, that was fun. I really liked that. And I was really feeling very good about it and very proud of it. And a friend, I had some friends over and they were looking at it. And I said, you know, I don't know what to call her. And this uh, young man, uh, in fact, my granddaughter's boyfriend at the time said, what's your middle name? And I said, Anne. And he said, call her Anne. Well, yes, why not? So then I thought I was enjoying it and stuff. I have a a wall in my dining room that I call my processing wall and then well you go by and you look at it and you see different things and it just keeps your mind working yeah so an art gallery is what it is yes (laughs) it really is (laughs) and and so I was looking at I thought oh I want to make another one what do I want to make and then I thought what I really want to do is I want to I want to honor my sisters there were three sisters and uh, three girls and three boys in my family growing up, and I'm the only female left. And I wanted to honor them, and I wanted something different. I didn't want to just do a portrait. So I thought, what I will do is I will make one of these sisters for each one of my sisters and myself. And the first one that I had called Anne, I changed her name to Louise, my oldest sister's middle name. and. Part of that is because she was first born, and part of that was because red was her favorite color, and the hair was red. Okay. <laughs> Various shades. Yeah. So then I continued them, and um, after I made the, I did them in line of our birth as my sister Tony, myself, my my twin, um, and uh, my youngest sister. And when I was working with them, I thought, you know why don't I just make it international sisters? So now I'm, I'm actually working on the last of the international sisters. Um, she is our Asian sister. And I'm just started in our room today. I was doing some work on her to get her going. And we have our Asian sister. We have our American Indian. We have our Eastern Indian. Um, and we have our African American sister. So I've got the whole series of, there will be a total of nine, and they're very dear to me. Yours, by the way, <laughs> the one that you're getting, which has, as we have talked, and as you know, is Anne for myself, okay? Yes. Um, it's so beautiful. I can't wait to have it. It is so, you guys, when I tell you when I saw it, because she posted it on her Facebook page. And I saw it and I was instantly so moved by it. And I'm like, oh, my God, it was just so beautiful. And then I saw the name she had given it. And that's actually my middle name. And it's an African-American woman. And I'm not for sure, but did it have a butterfly in her hair? It does. It does. Anyone that knows me knows that I love butterflies. And so you guys see where I'm going with this. So her name was Anne, my middle name. It's an African-American piece that she created. And when I tell you it is beautiful, it is beyond gorgeous. And the butterfly was in the hair. And I, I reached out to her and I'm like, Carol, that is so beautiful. I What are you selling it yet? Are you keeping it? Please, I need this. And if anyone wants a unique piece of art, I'm saying to you, reach out to her 
I'm going to get her contact information, reach out to her, and you too can have one of the most unique, beautiful creations by Carol ever. And I don't mean that lightly. I'm so serious. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank so you. You're quite welcome. What can, What would you say to some budding artists right now that are thinking that they're creative and they, they, they're talented and they want to go into art? What would you suggest that they do first? Or would you suggest that they just go ahead and begin to create? Do you think they need some formal education? What, what would you say to that? If I had a chance at this point, well, not at this point, but if I'd had a chance um, 20, 25 years ago for a former education, I, I would because there are just so many, so many interesting things you can do. And, and I mean, there's stuff out there I don't even know about. I did one painting with, um, with cloth even. I mean, just, there's just avenues that they don't even know about and taking or having an education in art will open them up to, to so many of those things. Um, but I would tell them to start where they're comfortable mm -hmm. and it, and it just do it and do it. So they enjoy it. The, right. the main thing at, is that, that you enjoy doing it, that you like what you put out because we don't ever like everything we put out, but that you, that you're happy with most of what you do. Yes. Uh, some people enjoy finding their niche and spending a lifetime perfecting that niche. Wow. Then, some, then some of them, like like me, I just go from thing to thing to thing because I there's just too much out there for me to to learn. Right. So I mean, it, it's sort of very personal and individual. Art is very individual. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It, I can see that. Yeah. Cause everyone has their own unique style. Right. You know what I mean? And like what you do is unique. I mean, it's so beautiful. I've never seen anything like it. And I love art and I have different type of art in my home. I love African art, abstract. I mean, I, I am an art buff and I don't even know what I'm looking at in terms of how it was created. I'm thinking, you know, <laughs> the typical, you know, paint on canvas and I have that, but what you do is so much more than just paint on canvas. And so I love it. And I, I wouldn't want to ask you just one last thing. I have this segment of the show called Backward. And in parting, what advice would you give an artist trying to start out? Say they've got a formal education and they are already creating. What would you say to them? If it's your passion, do it. Perfect. Because I think I think when you have a passion for something, um, I think it shows. I think it comes through. Yes, it does. Hope you enjoyed this week's special artistic episode featuring Carol Otis. Now, doesn't she have the sweetest grandma voice ever? <laughs> but don't let that fool you. She is mad skilled and a beast with her artwork. Now, that's the truth. In addition, it's been brought to my attention that my listeners would like to comment as well as ask questions about episodes on my show. That's perfectly fine. I embrace that. Do either by sending an email to asklindaj at gmail.com. That's it for this week. Remember, make goals for yourself 
be inspired, stay focused so that you too can join the ranks of They Made It Happen.